Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. I'm Chad Selwash. On this week's episode, eHarmony's elevated careers finally finds a match. Score one for the little guy against LinkedIn, and Facebook gets a new way to poach the competition. <laughs> Stay tuned for a little fire and fury. Not again. Google. Lever. Intello. Monster. Jibe. What do these companies and hundreds of others have in common? They all use sovereign technology. Some use our software to help people find the perfect job, while others use our technology to help companies find the perfect candidate. Sovereign has been the global leader in recruitment intelligence software since 1996, and we can help improve your hiring process too. We'd love to help you make a perfect match. Visit Sovereign.com, S-O-V-R-E-N.com. For a free demo. Sovereign, baby. Check it out. Some pretty big names. Chad, Chad uh, like, as last week, listeners know, we do a few shout-outs now at the opening of the show. I know you've got a couple, and I've got a couple. What you got? Yeah, quick shout-out to our friend Chris Russell. If you dig this show, and I know you do, uh, and you'd like to dive a little bit deeper into how all this technology we talk about uh, is used to attract talent, then you should probably check out RecTech Podcast, which is hosted by our buddy Chris Russell. Chris, a.k.a. the mad scientist of online recruiting. Did, did he start calling him, himself that, or did that just happen organically? I can't imagine that just I happened think, I think that was a, a Joe Stubblebine, uh, a, a non uh, a shout-out that we didn't expect uh, to give. Joe Stubblebein there at Next, <laughs> formerly Beyond, I think, gave Chris that uh, that moniker. So he didn't have to pay a PR firm. That's good. That's very good. So anyways, every week, Chris chats with recruiters and HR tech vendors about uh, how they use technology to recruit. So give it a listen by going to rectechmedia.com. That's rec, R-E-C, tech, T-E-C-H, media.com, rectechmedia.com. Give Chris a listen. They should be on every uh, every one of your favorite podcast uh, platforms as well. Uh, I got a ch- I got a shout out for Matt Charney. Uh, Matt is a staple in the blogosphere uh, among recruiting. Uh, Matt took a real job uh, this week apparently, and uh, kudos to him for uh, for selling out like the little bitch that he is. I appreciate that. Way to go, sell Matt! Out. Good job. Good sell job. Out. Yeah. And uh, we're pretty damn busy here in the next few months. We're, we're actually flying out to, believe it or not, the big metropolis of Hinton, West Virginia, to visit our friends over at uh, Practice Link. They're, uh, they're flying us in to do a live pod, actually flying us in to do a live pod. Mountaineers. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, looking looking forward to that. Uh, the the team listens, so uh, keep listening, team. Keep spreading the uh, Chad and Cheese love out there. Love it, love it. It's got to be beautiful, beautiful out there at Hinton. Can't wait to uh, to see the uh, the landscape. Amen. Uh, shout out to TA Tech, Denver show September. Woo! 
Uh, Chad and Cheese will be there in full effect uh, doing a live show. So if you're going to be there, come by and say hi. If you haven't registered yet, what are you waiting for? Uh, again, that's TA Tech in Denver in September. Yep. Last but not least, don't don't forget the hash Chad Cheese on uh, on Twitter. If you want to yep. want to get a hold of us, hit us. Like us, don't like us, love us, hate us. Uh, hashtag Chad Cheese questions, whatever. Uh, we we check that out occasionally, and we'll try to address anything that's out there. Like uh, like our buddy Trump. But or anyway, ignore you. Let's get to real stuff that people care about. Um, we got to eat. We got to eat a little crow this week, or at least I do. Uh, Elevated Careers by eHarmony mm. uh, announced a sale of its service to Candidate.Guru, who I didn't even know existed. Um, so th- there's been a sale. We don't know exactly what that means. Uh, there were no terms disclosed in the announcement. We don't know the price tag. We don't know exactly what they're getting. Are they getting the secret sauce eHarmony matching stuff? I doubt it. Um, they're probably we'll getting the brand. They're yeah. going to get some some talent probably. They're definitely going to get, I'm sure, the, the companies that are already clients, mm-hmm. um, which we do know includes AT&T is one of the bigger ones. Um, so... You know, we'll see. We're gonna we're gonna allegedly get uh, the guys at Candidate Guru on a uh, podcast, and we're gonna dig into this a little deeper. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's sold, so whatever. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. No, I I really want to figure out a little bit more about what's going on over there, especially with the Candidate Guru platform, which is going to be, I would assume, after reading a little bit more about it, entirely different from this. E-harmony special special sauce shit that they've been dealing with for for years. So yeah, we'll see. Two two matching services, and you know how bullish you and I are are on matching services. Yeah, one's AI though, so I'm I'm oh, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm bullish. I'm bullish on the AI side. Very bearish on the on the uh, how many people we can match uh, via better than Tinder. I mean, I just we'll see. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean. If two dinosaurs cuddle together, then extinction isn't as bad as it is if you're alone. It isn't. It doesn't come as fast, though, so it might hurt more. (laughs) Um, Also in the news, with potentially some real ramifications, uh, HiQ won a little uh, court victory against LinkedIn um, to sort of broad stroke it. HiQ is a company that goes into LinkedIn profiles they look at cues to say someone's looking for a job or not. Maybe they've updated their profile, they've added some stuff, and then they report that information back to recruiters to say, hey, this might be a good prospect because they're doing things that um, look like they're looking for a job. LinkedIn came along and said, cease and desist. You're not going to get into our data like that. You're not going to do what you're doing anymore. Um, and a judge basically said, sorry, LinkedIn. You know, this is public stuff. It's essentially like opening up a storefront and do not denying people access to come into the store. So at least right now, uh, David has beaten Goliath. This is not over by any stretch. Um, LinkedIn is going to fight this. I yeah. think that more importantly, this has some real precedence 
with a lot of companies that go out and get data um, throughout the internet. So this is one we're going to watch very closely. So first off, I, I want to point out that you said broad stroke it. Um, second, yeah, it's public. It's public info, man. This is public data. Okay, so like is there I any said, other way to stroke it though. It's a big question. Um, Very big. Like like we like we talked about last week. The, the 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 easy question is: Is it a free service? Is it public data? Yes. I mean, so I mean, from the standpoint of LinkedIn, really trying to bull over these smaller companies. Um, you know, again, it's public data and that's what it's going to come back to every single time. So they're going to try to change terms of services to be able to redefine what their platform is. But if it's a free system and it's public data, then it's going to be very hard for them. And I'm glad to see uh, HiQ uh, taking the lead on this. So it was, it was, uh, it was, it was great to see. It was great to see. A lot of companies will owe HiQ a debt of gratitude um, for fighting this fight if it goes in HiQ's favor um, at the end of the day. Just so surprised we didn't see more companies come out like HiQ did. Now we we kind of you know we're 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 a little down on HiQ last week just because we didn't see as much of a groundswell happening. Um, obviously, there was a groundswell on the legal side of the house. Yeah, apparently, um, you need one judge on that groundswell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, the thing is, though, we didn't really see some of these other smaller companies. I, we didn't see anything. At least I, I didn't. And and trying to get out there in the Twitter sphere and and look for any types of releases, we didn't see anything like that. So you know, big kudos to HiQ for at least getting out there, um, getting in the press enough for uh, you know us to, to to hear about it and and create that kind of a swell. So good stuff. Do you think that you know forever Craigslist has sort of shut their you know, content down, particularly in the job space. Like, do you think Craigslist will have to acquiesce to services that go scrape their jobs? Yeah. Well, I, 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 I believe yes. Uh, because this will be, this will, this will be a precedent that, you know, they, they can use, um, I think just laterally. So I guess we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, yeah, ultimately, I, mean, I think, I think this is going to be a battle of technology. It's going to be, how do we throw off scrapers that come into our site? Um, you know, how do we fight this technologically if we can't fight it legally? And it's going to be a whack-a-mole situation where the scrapers find new ways to scrape and the people who don't want to be scraped find new ways to deter the scraping. And um, we'll see who wins that, that battle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in some cases, they're going to say that it is too much of a burden for their technology because of all the uh, bots or scrapers that come in to, to, to scrape the info um, and how it burdens their technology bandwidth, whatever it might be. Uh, but that's all going to, it's all going to be bullshit though. I mean, it could from, from some degree, but when you are as big as LinkedIn, um, you better have the infrastructure to be able to take care of that shit. That's all I got to say. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, I'll, I'll go from, um, you know, whack-a-mole to cat and mouse and, you know, redirecting scrapers to sites that aren't yours or, you know, mirror sites that aren't hosted. I mean, there's, there's going to be some real cloak and dagger stuff to use another cliche, but I, I, I think the courts will rule and then this will come down to technology and who, who can defend and who can, you know, get the stuff they need or want. And it'll just continue. It's like spam on Google, right? Like people, continually try to outthink Google and Google continually tries to outthink the spammers and it's an ongoing battle. 
And that's what's going to happen with this. Well, you heard the bell. Um, we're rolling. Uh, let's let's hear from uh, AJ. And when we come back, uh, let's talk about Baba Job and Good Time. America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www americasjobexchange.com On one of our shows, can we prank call AJ <laughs> say we heard about you on the Chad and Cheese show and uh, anyway, I don't know, you can't prank anybody any, anymore. Like, when, when you and I grew up, it was easy and it was awesome and now you can't do it because yeah, everyone knows who's calling. Yeah, but that's not the case because all these stupid freaking um, redirects and, and masking, I mean, I, now on my phone, even if it's coming from a local number, um, it's probably telesales from Boston or San Diego or some shit like that. So, yeah, maybe, maybe we still can. What was the <laughs> tactic? We, it used to be... You'd star 69 to call back, but if you wanted your number hidden, you'd, you'd start by dialing star 67 and then the number. Wasn't that how we used to do it? Yeah. Yeah. That, ooh, that was, then, that's some major technology right there. I'm guessing star 69 and 67 don't work anymore. I'd say probably not, but I, I, all right. I, uh, all right. Anyway, talking about some, some tech that's catching up. Uh, let's talk about India for a second and the next billion people that are going to get online in the world. Uh, there was a really int interesting story on, I believe, Wall Street Journal this week about how India in particular uses mobile devices. Um, it's voice and video. They don't like to type. You know, they don't click as much. They like to talk and show what they want to do, and it's having some real, you know, implications on how uh, commercial interests are providing services to these folks. It's not just about what they like to do; it has to do with their literacy rate in in many cases. So, you know, I actually saw news news on this, and Baba Job and and some of the, some of the other services that are out there um, are focusing on again their their end users. And they all have smartphones. So having the ability to utilize voice um, recognition technology uh, is, is paramount for them to be able to, first and foremost, the user to be able to navigate um, anything on the web. And being able to provide, again, the, the, liter the literacy rate much different than it is here in the United States, um, you want to be able to ensure that those individuals can get to jobs. And it, I mean, it just makes sense. So, you know, you have to, you have to pivot to your environment. And with the technology that we have right now, it's much easier to pivot to an environment that is more illiterate. And you can do that through, through voice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for the longest time, flip, flip phones ruled um, yeah. these marketplaces. And, you know, you and, you and I have our bouts about Android versus iOS, but, you know, Android. Android has brought 
has brought smartphone interfaces interface to the masses, um, mm-hmm. particularly in developing com- countries. And Baba Job, I had never heard of before yesterday or this week. Had you? Yeah. No. I Well, I'd only heard of it uh, since I think it was like a week, a uh, week and a half ago uh, when I saw a news article on it. So I'd never heard of it either. And, and again, just digging deeper into understanding why these technologies, you know, just really the impetus of, of why they were created in the first place. And it has to do with the environment and the culture. Yeah. And, you know, the app is essentially all voice, pretty much voice. Um, it's a voice interaction. Yep. So, you know, it sort of guides you through what are you looking for? It, it audit, you know, it sort of shows where you are and it's mostly a blue collar, which, you know, India has a, a lot of people, a billion people, I believe. And a lot of them are, like you said, um, I mean, the education literacy rates are, are lower there. So these companies are smart by saying, you know, let's, let's provide services that are uh, adherent to them. Now, my question is, how much of this is also generational, um, like streaming video and, you know, voice, voice, um, you know, whether it's Alexa or Siri or mm-hmm. Google, you know, Google Home. Like, right. is this voice sort of video trend going to become an upswell with younger people as they use technology? So to me, it's like if if you service, if you have customers and those customers are relying on typing in something um, and using your service that way, you probably should start thinking about voice and video because the younger people, that's how they're using it. We're talking, you know, voice assistants as well as developing companies. Would you agree with that or countries? No, I, I, I would I would agree with that 100%. I've got uh, a Google Home at home. I use my Google Assistant on my Droid. Um, whenever I'm going somewhere, I, I always hit my Google Assistant and say navigate to wherever I'm going. Um, so, I mean, it just – I remember growing up and and watching, you know, movies talking about uh, the future and, and everything that was voice activated. And that was always just so incredibly cool <laughs> Um, now that I have it, I'm like, I'm like a big kid for goodness sakes. I do it all the time. Drives my wife, Julie crazy. I think in some cases, <laughs> cause she still likes to type stuff in. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think, I think from a generational standpoint, whether you're Gen Xer and you're doing it because it's just, just easier or maybe even a baby boomer, because you take a look at some of these screens, um, it's just easier to talk to and to be able to get the information that you want back. So I, uh, there's a story, some speculation that the new um, Apple Watch will be a standalone device. So it will be connected to, you know, AT&T or Verizon or whatever service you use. So one, I'm really interested to see if it finally takes off. I think you're a little, a little less optimistic than I am on wearables and, and watches. But if you believe that a voice video, you know, world is our future, Maybe a standalone watch, you know, has more promise um, than we currently think. I, if you're if you're a four, if you're a 16 year old at Christmas, let's say fast forward two or three years from now, would you rather have an iPhone or an Apple Watch that's a standalone? I think that's it'll be interesting to see if if these things take off as a standalone device because right now you have to have both. Yeah, here's here's the thing though, I I am I am better at using technology than my kids are. 
I've got three teenagers that are all in high school. They all suck at using technology. I am so much better than they are. And I'm teaching them how to use technology every day. I can't believe, I mean, they can Snapchat their ass off, right? They can snap till the day is gone. But being able to actually utilize technology, to be able to leverage it, to, to be more efficient with your actual day itself, to find information, to be able to set calendars. I mean, to just to do basic shit for God's sakes. I mean, I, it just, it blows my mind. I totally believed that millennials and I think they're calling them iGen uh, generation or whatever. Um, I totally believed that they would be much better at this technology thing than, than we were, but man, they suck at it. They really do. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that if they did have a, a watch, which I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm very bearish on it. I think it's still too early for uh, that to that to blow up, I think we still have probably five how, years. How often do your kids use voice, either Siri or Google? I mean, do Android phones have voice? Oh yeah, dude, Android vo- you're all your, at voice. All your voice assistants have. They have iPhones. Or they have Android phones. Uh, a mix. They've got a mix. So, they, but they still don't. They still don't use the the voice. They don't use the voice. So it's it's interesting. I I, I just think it, it's going to be something that has to be learned. Um, and at least the, 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 the teens now that I engage with, I mean, they, they're in their phones typing and Snapchatting and that's what they're doing. They're not using yeah. any of the vo- voice assistance pieces. I can tell you, I mean, I have younger kids, but they really like their tablets. Yeah. They don't have iPhones or phones, but they really enjoy, you know, playing games and what they do on phones, but we are digressing. Uh, let's talk about good time. Uh, again we're dating our gen x selves shout out to gen x uh impromptu um yes good time is a automated scheduling solution i guess that would be the best way to describe it for interviews yeah um it's a good idea uh i think you know according to their own literature what 60 percent of a recruiter's time is spent like typing messages and like uh, scheduling, just scheduling, rescheduling. scheduling, and yeah, yeah rescheduling. reschedule. And right. so, so these guys take that thought process, I guess, out of the mix. Um, I, to, to me, it's like, this is a feature. I don't know if this is a standalone product. Um, I mean, Google hire, for example, takes us to a whole different level, right? Like they already yeah. have Google calendar integration. They already oh, have, yeah. you know, directions to the interviews and things like that. I mean, right. that's going to be hard to trump. And if you look at some of the, you know, the, I guess, more progressive ATSs, the levers of the world, you know, they just, they just launched a new sort of scheduling app that is basically what good time does. Now, obviously not every ATS does this stuff, but to me, this is a feature of an ATS. I don't know if it's a standalone product, but you're a little bit more um, excited about it than I am. Yeah. Let, 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 let me school you on this, Mr. Cheeseman. School me. Uh, much like Slack which is a, it's a messaging platform for God's yeah, sakes. Yeah. Um, it, it, this is, if you can do scheduling right, if you can do it well, right, you can be bought. And I think that's, you know, that's what we're seeing with some of these, some of these, uh, these organizations who really are creating platforms that are a necessity, a smaller platforms that are a necessity in these bigger platforms. And, you know, from my standpoint, it's like, you know, why are recruiters manually scheduling interviews today anyway? I mean, are these same recruiters, 
are they still having candidates fax resumes into them as well? I mean, this to me seems ridiculous. There's already technology that's out there that does this, Calendly and and, and, and others um, that are outside of the applicant tracking system. But in in the name of Jim Stroud and all that is holy in sourcing and recruiting, the, this we our shout out limit on this show, has to be. This has to be has to be something that applicant tracking systems have. And, and as you'd said, the Google hires of the world um, and many of the other newer applicant tracking systems, not applicant tracking systems, this is already baked into it. So, I mean, I just think it's, it's a great idea for um, good time to be able to get out there, make, you know, kind of, kind of rumble, kind of rumble here and there and, uh, and get sold, man, make some money. I think it just makes sense. Sure. If, okay. I'm on board with that. If the goal here is like, let's build this, and there are a million ATSs out there, one of them will say, holy cow, we got to have this scheduling thing. Let's buy these guys for a few million dollars, call it a day, integrate into our stuff, and we're done. Like, no, I'm no totally way behind that. No way in hell <laughs> this is a standalone platform for long. No way in hell. So we both agree. Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> if, if, if this was built... To be a standalone product, I think we both agree, and eh, not so much. No. If if this was built to say, let's build it before an ATS does, and they'll come along and write a check, and we'll be done. Right. Then then we agree on that. Or and, yeah, and that's, I, yeah, that's I mean, a beautiful take, thing. Take a look at Indeed. Take a look at Indeed, who is now on an acquisition. Uh, trail right indeed. take a look at take a look at all these different big companies who now have to look at pivoting um, because Google is in is in the hunt Microsoft is in the hunt you're seeing all these different companies they're going to have to do things differently so it's not just the applicant tracking systems that have to get into acquisition mode um, you know I think it's I think it's a, a damn good idea unless they're really focused on making this a standalone platform if they do all that right. it's the dumbest thing ever <laughs> All right, before we move on, uh, a quick quick quiz. What was JJ's catchphrase? Dynamite. Dynamite. Ow. All right. JJ Walker. <laughs> Another Gen X reference. Uh, all right. Uh, LinkedIn pipeline this week. Um, I don't know. I'm, you explain it to me. Yeah, I don't know that I can. Uh, right, I'll explain <laughs> it because I wrote about it. Um, yeah. Basically... It's a way, it's sort of an evolution on, if you remember the old jobs to careers sort of business card, um, let's get some basic information before we throw them into the 18-page application process, particularly on mobile devices. Um, This is a way that on LinkedIn, a company can promote their page or their their company through advertising on LinkedIn, which is good for LinkedIn because you get more advertisers. And you go to landing page, and the landing page is custom to your name. And it says, you know, it lets you click a button that says, I'm interested. You click, I'm interested in the company. All your data, which is already in LinkedIn, goes over to the recruiting dashboard or whatever dashboard um, that LinkedIn has on that side. And it puts you in as an interested party right. to that company, which to me is is fantastic. So... You don't have to be looking for a job. You don't have to have a resume ready. You don't have to have really anything or go through the application process. You click I'm interested, and that company can then market to you direct directly. 
about opportunities. I'm sure LinkedIn will build some AI into this where, okay, it knows, it knows your profile. It knows there's a job opening that matches the profile. So it's going to serve you a little a notification that says, hey, you know, you're a marketing person in Chicago. Here's a marketing job in Chicago with the company you said you're interested in. So to me, this is a, a fantastic um, uh, product that LinkedIn is, has launched this week. And I think every company should be looking at, at leveraging it. Okay, so you refresh my memory. Thank you very much. I remember reading that masterfully written article, that master written article. Um, and just so you know, out there in listener land, it's not, it wasn't jobs to careers. It was jobs to web. Jobs, jobs to web. web. Is there a jobs to careers? Yeah, there's a jobs to careers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Jobs to web. Yes, you're right. Jobs to web. Uh, so yeah. So when you take a look at what LinkedIn's, I mean, we've been talking about some of the, the different advancements that, that LinkedIn's been making over the past uh, several months. Um, and we've been <laughs> saying it's about damn time. Uh, this is a great opportunity, I think, for uh, many organizations uh, to, to really, from a branding, rebranding, messaging, engagement standpoint, to be able to get out there again uh, in the platform in front of qualified individuals. You have so much data. You know where they're at. You know so much in their background. Um, you can really serve up incredible ads. And then when somebody is interested, once again, you're keeping them warm. So, you know, I, it was funny because there was a counter article written by Nick. What's his last name? I'm going to slaughter it. Nick Crocodilus, <laughs> Croc I, I think. There, there it is. There it is. Great guy. Great guy. Um, but I really think he was off on this because he's, he's believing that this is like really, you know, trying to take over what recruiters do. And it's not. Um, if you look at the research, uh, job seekers just want to what? They want to be engaged. Um, and they want to be engaged so badly that they don't care if chatbots do. So this is, I'm not saying this is a chatbot, but this is another way to engage. Um, and recruiters aren't doing a great job of it. Let's just face it. You know, there are amazing recruiters out there like Nick, who does an amazing job of engaging, you know, the people that are in his pipeline. But not everybody is you, Nick. And there are some shitty ass recruiters out there. And guess what? That's one of the reasons why these platforms need to be put in place. So I think we should actually get Nick on the, on the, uh, on the pod and uh, have some time and, and kind of debate on this one. I don't know. He's a little shy. Um, we'll see. see. (laughs) You know, to me, this is, this is straight. It's just marketing. Like if you're selling, if you're selling shoes and someone wants to buy those shoes, but Hey, they don't have my size today, but I'm still interested in those shoes. Like give me a, give me an easy way that I can be alerted or stay in touch with this company that makes the shoes that I want to buy someday. And instead of, you know, you don't, you may not have the job for them today, but if, as opposed to letting them leave and never come back, this is at least giving people a, a way like, hey, I'm interested. Keep in touch with me. Um, so it, to me, it's just marketing. It's just smart marketing. Um, it's just brought back to a recruiting level. And this is not a silver bullet, guys. You've got to take a look at this as a, a part of the strategy, outreach engagement strategy. Um, as If you start to look at this as the end-all, be-all of outreach for recruiting, then you, you're not in the right conversation, period. If that's where you're trying to take this conversation, you're wrong because that's not where this is at. 
and again, that's marketing, right? There is no silver bullet in marketing. You know, right. you can't it, in the highest level. You can't just throw on a Super Bowl ad and be done. Like yeah. you got to keep going and use different platforms and test stuff. You know, so, to me, this is just another tool in your recruiting marketing t- toolbox that you should have. And I think that more and more ATSs and other solutions should have this sort of, hey, I'm not ready to apply. I'm not potentially looking at, I might be, or I'm sort of nervous, or I'm, in, you know, like, just let me tell you I'm interested and market to those people differently than you would, hey, I applied to a job. Nick, we know you're out there. We know you're listening. The gauntlet has been thrown. Jeez. God help us. <laughs> Dude, it's the shout out show. Uh, maybe we'll get listeners because we'll tag all these people nothing, in, in tweets. In nothing tweets wrong. Out there. Nothing wrong with a little shout out here and there, Joel. Ninety-nine percent of the listeners have no idea who these people are, but that's okay. Uh, let's hear from Let's hear from one score real quick, and we'll talk about uh, Facebook. Facebook. Well, now thanks to the folks at Wonderlick, there is an easy and affordable solution that can help you find the future rock stars and help you avoid the bad apples. It's called OneScore, and you can try it for free. That's right. Chad and Cheese listeners can get a free seven-day trial by visiting wonderlick.com slash cheddar. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-L-I-C dot com slash C-H-E-D-D-A-R. Use OneScore to make your hiring process smarter. Go to www.wonderlick.com slash cheddar and start your free one score trial now. Cheddar. Triple W. Cheddar. All right. So the big guys continue to roll out stuff that is cool and effective. And And this week was no no different for Facebook. Yeah. um, Who sort of leads all with innovative ways to market and target and just sell stuff and get your your brand out there. Um, so they're they're announced this week. Sort of they're unrolling a new advertising targeting option, which I think is just brilliant. Basically, if you whatever brick and mortar location you visit, you can now be targeted on Facebook because you visited that brick and mortar location. So an example is, let's say I go to. Buffalo Wild Wings four times a month, right? Now, I can be served or BW3 can target me or a competitive wing maker could target me with, okay, we know you, like, we know you, you've, you've been to BW3s. We're going to serve you a coupon or, hey, we're going to tell you about the other wing place down the street that just opened up, whatever. To me, that is awesome because targeting on online has typically been trying to get you from going online to a brick and mortar. Now it's like, we're going to target you on brick and mortar in the real world. And then we're going to serve you ads based on that activity on your digital device. Well, this is more powerful. This this has, this has implications in the recruiting industry. Okay. So imagine, you know, healthcare systems are incredibly competitive. They want to poach nurses from each other and radiologists and doctors, right? So now you can actually go, okay, every, anyone who, you know, is in this latitude longitude area more than, you know, 10 times a month, target them recruiting ads at the competing healthcare system, you know, across town 
Or if you're in Silicon Valley and you want to recruit people that are working at Google to come work at Facebook, you can now target people that are at Google, the real location, with ads on online about working at Facebook. So to me, if you want to be a real savvy, out-of-the-box recruiter and employer, like start thinking about how you can use Facebook in this way because it's incredibly um, potentially powerful. Yeah, and I see I see this happening with Google as well because Google's doing the exact same thing. Um, when you go to when you go to let's say just for instance Starbucks or it doesn't matter, uh, Facebook will pop up. At least my notification says, "Are you here?" So in the case of Joel Cheeseman, where he probably eats at BW threes four times a week, not month. I'm going there right after um, the podcast. Um, uh, it, it it automatically knows Joel is there. He's like their norm, right? And if they want to serve him up wing deals or maybe jobs or whatever it is, they, they know where he's at. And it's it's uh, much more powerful and impactful if you know that somebody's actually been there on site and you know that they are actually there within the community. So they could be within the community, but if they're visiting there fairly often, then obviously there's there's some some major relevance as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see maybe I didn't read um read deep enough to see the competitive angle. I think at first they're just rolling it out for people who are coming to your location and retargeting them um, in a more relevant and genuine way instead of just because they went to your website, we're going to retarget, um, but retargeting in a, in a much more relevant way because you were actually on site. Yes. Yes. I, I think it's brilliant. And I agree that Google will start doing this. Uh, anyone with an application on a mobile device will change its terms of service and you will opt in to show your latitude, longitude, location, wherever you go, and you'll be targeted based on where you go in real life. And, you know, that has recruiting, marketing, you know, opportunity written all over it. So, um, yeah, keep that in your in your quiver when you look at ways to target um you know, target candidates. Yeah. And we, as, as we talk about the thing, and again, you know, we talked about getting microchipped and all that other bullshit from last week, um, which is, I think just one of the dumbest things in the world, because we're carrying around a device that is giving just as much, if not more information, our mobile phone, uh, as we actually walk into these, these, uh, different establishments, even where we work. So we're already giving this information in most cases. Um, yeah, we can leave our phone behind and we can't, you know, leave uh, an embedded microchip behind. Um, but still, we're still doing these things and the, the data is being gathered every single day. Yep. And that's bad for privacy, but it's really good for marketing. You can opt out. Um, yeah, but no one will, or very few. <laughs> I agree. I agree, but you can't opt out. Yeah. All right, man. Um, before we hit 40 minutes, uh, let's Wham say goodbye. Fast. Wham fast. All right. No more shout outs. Later. <laughs> Later. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single show. And check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit HireDaily.com. Oh, and you're welcome.
The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.